Good morning and welcome once again to this Global Fly Fisher podcast with our Global Fly Fisher partner Martin Jorgensen. Uh, the reason I'm saying good morning is, of course, that it is morning, at least where I am. It's uh, late November and uh, it's about 8 or so in the morning. The sun just rose. A beautiful sunrise, actually. And I'm trying to make my way through a very wet area here. It's actually a lawn. It's a it's a garden. I just passed the house, uh, but it's it's pretty wet here. Lots of water on the in the grass and uh, big puddles and actually almost small lakes. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm in no trouble. I have waders on, but uh, the dog who is behind me short legs and uh, it's pretty wet already but um, anyhow I'm uh, on my way to the to the coast here actually I'm quite close to the water just uh, you know uh, 50 feet in front of me or something I have the beach oops this is really wet oh, I have to go back here it's very muddy really extremely so actually I'm glad it's not my garden I have to make my my way around here I'm on on dirt here it's always a good idea if you get into something wet just find somewhere with grass grass seems to grow where there's no water and the, the ground is usually quite firm under the grass and that seems to be the case here too. So, and then of course sand. Sand is also good because the sand will, the water will seep through the sand. So, sand is also a good place to step. But look, now I see the water. Great. Uh, today's target is is trout in the ocean. And actually, I'm looking for rainbows, escaped hatchery fish, that is, uh, which are quite abundant on this this beach. Um, I have actually heard rumors from here that there should be fish, but uh, uh, not this particular part where I am right now, but in the area. So. I'm hoping that uh, that I'll see fish, and that's one of the things that you usually do with these rainbows. They go quite close to the to the shore, and uh, my plan is not to blind fish for them as I would with sea trout, the wild fish that we have here, but uh, actually uh, scout for them and just go along the beach and uh, watching out because uh, these. Uh, these big rainbows are very visible in the water, even though uh, they can be quite stealth too. Uh, usually, you will see them because they they will move the surface, and uh, yeah. So 
between and, and the conditions are perfect for scouting for fish right now it's just a bit windy we have a, a small just dimples on the water um, not waves there's a bit of movement uh, some current I can see and uh, it should be quite easy to see you have an, an offshore breeze here very light wind so it should be really easy to see the fish if they're there uh, also it seems like I have a whole place to myself which is great uh, these fish are easily scared easily spooked uh, once they're spooked they will still hang around but they will be very unwilling to to take a fly so it's quite important to not to spook them to fish uh, without being seen and to not to cast over them or anything like that so um, it's great that there are no people here That's good. Pretty good. And the sun is coming up. It's not warm, I can tell you. It's probably quite close to the freezing point. And uh, a bit of wind. That can cool your fingers. But as soon as the sun comes up, it warms both me and the ocean. And warming the ocean is actually quite important because... This time of year the water is getting colder and uh, any any warmth that can come into the water will actually start some activity and get the small animals moving. So <clears throat> there's a chance that the fish will come out and hunt them. Yeah, so altogether should be a fine day. But I've said that many times before and not seen or caught anything at all, so... There's a lot of nemesis in saying it's a fine day, but anyhow, let me walk along here and uh, and see what I can find. been here for some uh, I don't know 15 minutes or something now haven't seen anything yet I just put down my uh, my back now uh, my, my backpack with all my camera gear and everything which is quite heavy to carry around and I'll just leave that on the beach and uh, and then go go scouting a bit back and and forth here uh, that's a nice thing about Denmark is that you can actually just leave your stuff on the beach and leave it and it, it's very unlikely that anybody will touch it or say steal from it or anything like that. It could happen of course, it's not like people are pure as, uh, as new snow but uh, well, it's, uh, it's pretty safe uh, to leave your, your gear on the beach and uh, even though I have my, 
my camera and my stuff in the back, which is uh, quite a lot of money. Uh, well, I'm not worried. As it is right now, I'm all alone, and even though there would be other people here, most of them would probably be anglers or local people, and none of them would ever dig into my back, knock on wood. And uh, the, it's not very likely that anybody with bad intent will, will come around here. It's quite quite far away from uh, from normal roads and, and, and towns and anything like that, so... Uh, I think it should be safe back there. And, uh, well, regarding the subject of today's podcast, well, there isn't really any subject. I at least didn't plan any. I was actually hoping to to get some fishing action. Um, But um, as it looks right now, it doesn't really seem to be boiling which would be quite surprising since I've only been here, as I said, about 15 minutes. I, I wouldn't expect the fish to jump around my ears, but uh, these rainbows are usually quite active and, and visible, and uh, since it looks like I have the whole thing to myself, uh, they shouldn't be disturbed or anything. They should actually be quite quite close by the, uh, by the shore, but uh, I see nothing. Uh, which, of course, doesn't mean that they're not here. They can be here. They can be under the surface, uh, in which case it would be quite difficult for me to see them. I haven't. Uh, I have my my Polaroids, but uh, since the sun is barely above the horizon yet, uh, they won't they won't help me much. Uh, I have the sun in my back, and uh, later on the day it would be uh, will be a great help um, to uh, to use Polaroids, but it's as it is right now it's not really any big help I can put them on but that won't probably help me see much so uh, I'll just leave them where they are in the in the bill of my uh, of my cap Um, I don't use Polaroids quite much actually not for this type of fishing Uh, I've used them very extensively for bone fishing and tarpon fishing where it's critical that you see the fish in the water. Uh, Here, well, I think we have a fish down here. Could be. Yep. Yeah. Let me just check that out. Uh, It's it's just a bit of movement in the the very, very shallow water and and uh, it could be, could be just a stone or, or a weed or something like that that just touches the surface. And uh, what I usually do is just keep an eye on it and check out whether it moves or stays in the same place. Uh, this seems to be staying in the same place, so I might not be lucky here. Seems like it's just uh, a small stone in the, in the very shallow water that uh, it just... Uh, touches the surface in the waves. It can be quite deceitful sometimes. Uh, it can look very much like a fish because you have the waves moving over it. It just leaves a small ring or a small uh, splash or a wave. But uh, as I said, fish move, stones don't. So uh, 
that's always a good way of of telling them apart. I'm actually just standing now, just watching the water. I I found a small uh, small bit of grass to uh, to to stand on, and I'm uh, about a few meters above the surface of the water, and I have a very good view. The sun is right in my back, so. The surface is really, really clean and, and very easy to. It's very easy to see movement as if if there is any anything, um, and there's no reason to to run around, uh, and there's no reason to go into the water and, and and cast as it is right now. At least I just want to make sure that there are no fish cl- close to the close to the beach because these big rainbows, and when I say big, I really mean big. They're like like six and eight pound fish, really huge fish. Um, they go extremely close to the shore. That's like three feet or something away from the dry land and uh, in water which is very shallow, probably not even you know, 10, 20 inches or something, uh, no more than, than 25 centimeters. And uh, sometimes fishing them can be quite a, a pest because you're actually, uh, you have to stand on the, on the dry uh, and cast and just barely get your leader in the water and um, that of course means that you will tangle your fly line in all the, the, the rubble and the, the seaweed and the branches and what have you on the on the beach quite a quite a pest actually <laughs> but uh, also a lot of fun because these uh, these huge fish are so much so much fun to, to hook um, these are rainbows and they definitely do fight better than uh, than the sea trout that we usually catch and also since they're really really big uh, that also gives you a, 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 a fun time once you uh, once you hook one uh, so going hunting for these these uh, escaped hatchery fishes is quite quite a lot of fun It's also like they seem to stay in one area, so once you've been, you know, surveilling in a particular stretch for a while, it's always a good idea to move on because uh, they seem to have a a tendency to just move around in the same quite narrow uh, area. And uh, if you don't see them within like these 15-20 minutes I've been here, it's probably quite likely that they aren't there. I don't know whether they will come. That would be nice to know, but uh, it could be the case it couldn't. So, well, instead of waiting for the fish, I'd just walk uh, and move myself to another area and uh, check that out so that I I get an impression. I, I usually walk quite a lot and then stand and, and watch the water and then walk again and then stand and watch.
this is quite slow paced actually. Uh, just a, a patience game. Been here for probably half an hour or so now. Haven't even been in the water yet. I still have the mud on my boots from my acquaintance with that muddy lawn and uh, haven't had the fly off my of my rod yet so uh, it's really slow paced I uh, haven't seen anything uh, there are several options now but uh, I guess the two most obvious ones are find another place or just go into the water and, and blind fish as, uh, as I always do or most most of the time at least uh, I'll probably do the the last thing and, and and get into the water and fish a bit. Uh, you never know what what might happen. Uh, uh, there could definitely be fish out here, even though I don't see them. Uh, the sea trout usually don't show themselves. Not as obvious as the uh, as the the rainbows, at least. So there might be a chance that uh, where the sea trout hides beneath the surface. I'll make my way back to my uh, my pack and uh, and probably just have a, a cup of coffee and uh, I'll change my fly too. I I put on a small, actually a small nymph uh, with uh, a, a bead and and rubber head, uh, sorry rubber legs that I uh, that I actually tied yesterday. Uh, we're sitting together with a couple of good friends, Nils and, and Henning, and just tying flies and having a good time. Um, and the reason that I tied an nymph is that these rainbows you have to you have to cast quite quite precisely to them, and you also have to have a fly that gets down uh, and and is visible to them immediately. So uh, a nymph, this is a size ten, uh, just some some uh, actually was musk ox. I had a lot of musk ox in a big bag that I picked once I was in Greenland and. Uh, this uh, wool from muskox is really nice for dubbing. It's extremely soft and 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 uh, easy to uh, apply to the thread. And then I, I made a set of uh, of nymphs with uh, with uh, orange rubber legs and, and a set with uh, some black or brown rubber legs. And uh, I thought they would be good if I if I saw any fish. But I don't particularly think that they are good for attracting fish in in a larger mass of water if for that I would usually uh, change to my ordinary woolly bucket type of fly uh, with a bit of a, of a um, flash in the tail or something like that and I'll probably just do that go back and uh, get a cup of coffee and change flies and then dump into the water and fish a bit fly here but sometimes it's uh, it's a good idea to be ready I usually have the fly stuck in the in a, uh, one of the snake rings on the on the rod but that means that when when and if I see a fish I have to be pretty quick to 
get it loose and strip off some line and, and cast. But having uh, just a few feet of line out of the, the top eye and, uh, and the fly in your hand means that you you can walk along because you, are, you don't have the line dragging behind you, but uh, at the same time you're ready to to cast and, and get line worked out really quickly if you see anything. And uh, it sometimes it's the case that you have to be quick. It's a question of being fast because you see them and then they're gone. But, well, obviously not today. see fish here. Could be a shallow part of the water where the waves are just running along, small sand bar or something, but it could also definitely also be a fish moving right in my direction. Yep, I see fish here. That's great. Excellent. Let's hope that we can get one here. They're moving right out in front of me, even in my direction. So these are quite spooky fish so I have to cast really carefully yep have one following here let's see they're pretty close here hopefully I won't I didn't spook them let's see they're very close It's a problem. You, sometimes you cast over a fish that you don't see. You cast to the one that you do see, and then you manage to spook one that's just beneath it. But there were fish out here. That was really good. And they're pretty big, I can tell you. These are not small fish. Okay, so now it's the patience game. Again, now I just have to wait. There's quite a a big chance that they will return to the exact same spot. I can also just walk along and see if I can find them somewhere else. If I spook them, it's not really good. But they might just have turned and gone somewhere else. And then they will return and just move along. The thing is that it's sometimes really difficult to see them. You have to uh, rely on them touching the surface or moving some water because uh, I have the sun right in my face here and there's no chance that I can see the fish under the water as it is right now even with sunglasses on. But with, uh, with this kind of water that we have here 
you can easily see when they touch the surface or even if they move in shallow water because these are big fish quite quite large uh, I seem to have lost them that's too bad so they were moving to my my left here so I'm definitely concentrating on my left side which unfortunately is right into the sun uh, so I have to rely on them really moving a lot of water oh, too bad it would have been fun fly out this is pretty sandy so I can just leave the fly on the on the bottom or at least just floating in the water and uh, that means that my line is stretched that I'm I'm ready to cast if I see any movement but unfortunately I don't see any movement them. That's too bad. But if there's one school there might be more. I'm just kind of probing now, just casting in the direction where I saw the fish and just trying to cover a bit of water in the case that they're still down there somewhere. That might actually be the case. But they just disappeared. And then I'm just scouting in all directions looking for that small bit of nervous water that can uh, that can reveal that there are more fish too bad oh, I'll just reel in here move along a bit Probably just go back a bit and take the same stretch again. This very nice. This place. This is. Uh, I'm standing on sand, which is really comfortable in the water, about a foot deep or something, 30 centimeters or thereabout. And in the front of me, four or five meters in front of me, or some 15 feet or something, I have patches of seaweed. And that was where the fish were. And uh, just enough water for me to stand in and uh, very easy to cast out there. Um, so if anything should happen, uh, it's not the it's not the bottom or the uh, or the rocks or anything that keeps me from catching anything. It's just my own ability to actually get the fly out and not spook any fish. Well, 
and it's a patience game again. Just watching out, keeping an eye on the water. Concentrating on the same spot that I saw the fish right before. I don't know whether that really means anything. Uh, sometimes they seem to go the same places, the same lanes or whatever. Uh, sometimes it's really absolutely unpredictable. But of course, if you've seen fish in a particular place, it's always worth looking in the same place again. It doesn't seem that I'm going to see more right here, so I'll just move along a bit more. again here extremely close to the shore it's really amazing I don't think they're big though but they're just almost in the in the breaks of the where the where the waves are breaking the small waves are breaking over the, the rocks here it's just I mean so close you wouldn't believe it I'm I, I'm standing on on the beach now casting, and I I just I just have to let my leader fall in the water, and not even the fly line. The fly line is falling on the on the dry land. Okay, there's a, they're moving out now. I think they're very small fish, unfortunately. I just stopped and started casting. I'm about I don't know. 15, 20 feet away from the water here. There's no reason to go down there. I'll just spook them. Well, I can see what, one of them coming out of the water now. I saw one come out. It's an extremely small fish. Not, at least not big rainbows. But extremely hungry fish, no doubt about it. They're really jumping and, and eating. disappeared. It seems that they just swam away. Fish can move amazingly fast. There was one again. Really fast. You would be surprised sometimes. These fish just move along the beach. You have to run to, to get them. Let's see if we can get one of these small ones. It's really hungry. Little guy. Could be uh, 
I would be surprised if it was a big one, but sometimes, oh, of course, what happens when you get all wound up like this is that your line is on this beach and between rocks and what have you, and it's bound to get into your boots and your into everything that is, you know, can be tangled, will be tangled. If there's a bit of seaweed, you can be sure that you will catch it. And right now I'm actually catching a dog. It's running right along my legs here. And all the while the fish are moving along <laughs> quite quickly. And if I want to catch one of them, I have to move right behind them. I think I'll get into the water here. They actually moved out a bit. So... Spot them again. Moving along here. What happens is that a school like this will just go berserk and eat for a short while, and then they'll, for some reason, stop eating and, and start swimming. I can see them again, and of course they moved even further along the beach. See if I can cast to them instead of walking there. Okay. Now I'm on sand at least, so it's quite convenient. have to see the fish again. I'm walking in the direction I get. I'm guessing they, they're swimming since I've seen them move the same way the whole time. I guess it's going to be the same. The next time they pop up it'll be out, out here somewhere. Right in front of me actually just have to take a couple of quick steps. I think they're really small. Well, no reason to fish for those. Just just out of curiosity, I definitely want to see what I've been chasing.
Got one. Oh, not that small. Not that small. But still very small. Considerably smaller than the ones that I, I planned on catching. <laughs> but anyway, it's the patience game and uh, this is a reward. Small fish, but anyway. And seems like quite a nice fish actually. Uh, in the coloration and everything. I'll just pick up my camera and get a picture if you can forgive me the noise here. I'll just dig out. Oh, don't want to lose it now. That's a problem with cameras and microphones and wires and what have you. I'll just get it in here. Beautiful fish. Yeah, beautiful. And it's actually very strong. Surprisingly strong. Could be a small rainbow, actually. Uh, I see its tail and it's quite rounded, and it's often a sign of these hatchery rainbows, which are, which are, which bite each other's tails, while the wild sea trout have very sharp tails and fins. pretty strong but it's not big <laughs> it's quite amazing if small fish like this can fight that, that much getting tired anytime soon. I think I'll just have to force it. My tippet is quite thin here and uh, a really nice. Oh, it's actually a rainbow. I'll show you the telltale signs of a rainbow here on the coast here uh, as soon as I get out the camera. So, let's see. There you go. Whoops. Off you go there. That was nice. Oh, of course I've lost track of the school here, so I'm not really going to. I just have to scout a bit here, see if I can find it. Because it would be fun to have a few more of those, even though I would like some bigger ones. It's better than nothing. Again, patience, just staying here and watching out for action, like what I saw just before. It's actually turned into an extremely beautiful evening. Or if I should call it evening, it's actually probably not even three o'clock now in the afternoon. So, uh, but the sun is setting, it's 
the sun has disappeared into some clouds now and uh, will set in about an hour or so I think but it's uh, it's darkening but the wind has come to a complete calm and uh, the water is smooth and the sky is beautiful and it's quite comfortable actually it's uh, as I said late November it's not even it's not even cold I'm not freezing my fingers or anything like that so uh, it's uh, it's absolutely gorgeous here uh, even caught myself a small fish right a few minutes ago so it was kind of rewarded for my my patience even though it wasn't quite what I envisioned but uh, anyway I'll just slowly work my way back to uh, where Nils is fishing and where the cars are parked and uh, see what happens Uh, but uh, I think I'll I'll say thank you for your patience and uh, it's not really been the most action-packed show you've listened to but uh, well as you know as I as I said it's uh, it's a question of patience and uh, and sometimes you know it's just uh, days are just slow and not much has happened so uh, that's the way it is well let me uh, put out the last cast here while recording. I'll probably leave the recorder running uh, should a, a big fish show. Um, but uh, if that doesn't happen, well, things are stopping here. And uh, I'll say goodbye. And uh, thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure as usual. It's been great being out fishing. It's quite a while since I went fishing, actually. So... Uh, Thanks for listening. This is Global Fly Fisher partner Martin Jorgensen saying goodbye. You can uh, listen to this and many more podcasts on uh, the site globalflyfisher.com where you can also find all kinds of articles and pictures and everything uh, interesting about fly fishing. I hope to see you there. Take care. Bye-bye.
That was track number eight from the album Bach Violin Concertos by Lara St. John from Magnatune.com.